Hey, welcome back to Happy Life Hacks. I'm Meg Clifford from Color Me Meg. Uh, every week we get together and chat about little tiny tweaks and changes we can make either to our habits or to our mindset to help us be a little bit happier and a little bit healthier. So hope you enjoy. Today I am so excited. I did this interview a while back with a good friend of mine from college. Her name is Monica Packer, and she is from About Progress is the name of her podcast and her Instagram. I absolutely adore Monica. So I don't know if you follow her already, but please go do that right this very second. She has created such an incredible, supportive, loving community in her little corner of the interwebs, and I just adore the vibe that she's putting out in she is sharing her story in such a vulnerable, real way that is so genuine and selfless. She's just such an endearing person to talk to in real life as well as online. She's, she is, a oh, I just love her. I don't even know what else to tell you about her. I'm so excited about our chat we had though because we've both had pretty pretty severe experiences of having to kind of come to terms with loving who we are and also knowing that we need to make changes. So hope you enjoy our conversation a little bit about self-love, a little bit about health and how we can make progress together. I know you've been through a lot and you, you call yourself a recovering perfectionist, which I just love. I think that's such a great way to put it. Um, and I know a lot of that was rooted in your body image. So what, what do you think for you finally clicked where you kind of were able to change your mindset over? Oh, it's hard to name a, a real specific time. I think this happened over many years and many phases of growth even just the last few years, honestly, have I been able to see more growth in that area. But in terms of seeing that I needed to have a shift, that happened for me more in college when I could see that my life was not my own. I was held captive to my obsessions and not no longer being able to hold up this guise of health as a way to hide it or as a way to encourage it even within my own self. Because my, my intentions were good for many years. I just wanted to be very, very good, very, very healthy. But because of my personality, my perfectionistic personality that I was born with, I took that to an extreme and in time it came to own me. And when I realized that in college, I had many, many rock bottoms that showed me my life wasn't even my own anymore. And if I continued on that trajectory and that path that I was on, it was not a life worth living for me. And I knew I had to change in big, scary ways. And like I said, it's taken many, many years and there's been a lot of um, ups and downs, but I feel like I am to the point now where I can say my life is mine and it's really messy and hard and totally fulfilling and awesome. 
I love that. I, I love that you say that it's messy too, because I don't think that there's, I don't think it's linear ever, Mm-mm. you know, this, this journey. And I feel like for me, I felt like I needed to, I needed to connect to the why I wanted to take care of myself kind of like that. It mm-hmm. doesn't, it didn't matter what I looked like as much. Um, once I realized I wanted to be able to help others, you know what I mean? So yes. my, once I realized I wasn't able to care for my family mm-hmm. when I wasn't caring for myself. So it just wasn't our, our deeper goals and our purpose of trying to be there for our people to love our neighbors. Right. We can't do that unless we're truly taking care of ourselves first. So definitely. And you know, you said in the beginning, you were chatting about the self-love culture that we have and I'm with you. Like, I think many times that can translate incorrectly to people thinking that means you accept, you accept yourself so much that you refuse to change or to see that you need growth. And I see Mm -hmm. it differently. I think true self-love is being willing to see yourself for who you are and accept it, meaning own it, own the good and the bad, but loving yourself enough to improve yourself where it matters and because you believe you matter. Yes. Oh, I'm so glad you said that. That's, there's definitely been, um, times, in fact, earlier this year, I, I did lose some weight, right. But I posted a photo. It wasn't, it wasn't a big deal. I don't post before and afters that often, but somebody commented on it and she said, you're more than a before and after photo. And then she sent me to this account that she said, you really need to go check this out. And I went and looked and it was kind of that opposite where they were, they had a photo, like a before and after and a thought bubble. Right. And the before the thought bubble said, I hate myself. And in the after it said, I love myself. And I thought, no, that's not how I feel at all. (laughs) And, and it might be, I didn't like myself then. And I love myself now, but it has nothing to do with the picture. Yeah. You know what I mean, it has nothing to do with the picture. It has everything to do with the fact that I was in a deep, dark depression and realized that what I was fueling my body with was affecting my brain. <laughs> so if I didn't change what I put in my body, I couldn't think well, I couldn't love well, and then I didn't want to move my body. So fixing that changed from the inside out. And yes, physical habit, physical changes happened. You know, that's that's going to happen when you take care of yourself, you know, but I agree. There's so many people I think that say, you know, I love myself exactly where I'm at and they're not unhealthy. They're not a healthy person. So there is something, there is something to be said, I'm sure for how we can, how we can live in that middle. Definitely. And, you know, I think I'm familiar with that post. I think, I think from a, from someone who has worked so hard on her recovery, I see the danger in the before and afters because of how I had lived my life for so many years, hinging my worth on a pursuit of an after. So I understand the intent behind that because right. I think they're trying to say your worth is deeper than the image. And like, like that's what you're connecting it to for you. It was about what was deep inside and what you deeply desired and wanted and needed in your life. And that is 
way different. That's completely different. But with our perfectionist society, it is so much about those images and those before and afters. So that's why I love what you're doing. Like I'm really purposeful about the people I follow. I love health. I actually love it. I love fitness. I love eating healthy. I love exercising, but I'm super careful about who I follow because there can be so much about accept yourself, um, of that message when it really isn't about that to them. It's more about the image and you can tell the difference. I think we're wise enough. But I think we have to take stock of that. I think that is wise to take stock of what before and afters are really about the soul. And yes, that can have outward, um, that can have outward consequences, both good and bad of the work you're doing, you know, if you're doing the good work and all that. But I think, I think we know the difference of the before and afters that are about the heart and ones that are really more about them estimating their own worth on the image. And we can be, we can be wise about that. Yeah, I think so. And I think some of my favorite accounts too, I don't know if you follow, I think it's, is it deliciously fit and healthy? Oh, I don't know that one. See, the internet world's so big. I, I think I'm now I'm going to have to look it up and make sure because I don't want to say it wrong and then not have it. Yeah. She's fabulous. She's She lives here in Arizona. She's got a bedrillion followers. Her thing is she does workouts with her kids. So she's got all these cute videos. That's so her, her thing is I like she's a real person, <laughs> deliciously fit and healthy, like an N. Oh, okay. And yeah. Andrea is her name. She has a bedrillion. She has, so her thing is she's got lots of videos and stuff with her and her kids. And it's very, this is my life. I'm just a mom. I do this thing, but occasionally she'll post a before and after. And, and it's, it's not the typical before and after because she actually is the same all the time. In fact, her before and after is often, Hey, guess what? This is me flexing. This is me standing still. And she'll say, look, it's not, it's not going to be perfect. And, or, or like, you know, right after a baby, she, she does this video where she hangs forward and lets her loose skin kind of hang. And that. she's like, look, it's not normal, you know, but most then occasionally a few minutes later, she'll post a video of her working out and you can see that she's toned. You can see that she's got, you know, she's, she's clearly works on, on her fitness. Mm-hmm. And yet her purpose is to say, still it's imperfect. Yeah. It's not, it's not perfect. And she gives ideas and things. And I, and again, I feel like it goes back to just work it into your lifestyle. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like, show so, the real and don't expect yes. the perfection. No. That's yeah. not the end. It can't, it's impossible. That can't be your end goal or you'll never be satisfied. Yeah, I agree. Um, some of my favorites are biceps after babies. She does similar things. She'll short yes. before and afters and be like, this isn't a debate of which one you think is better because- right. You know, she's like, this is what's happening and this is why it doesn't matter. Um, she'll show her skin hanging over things too and, you know, things like that. Um, I also love Mom Strong Utah. She That's a good one. Workouts and good recipes, but a big self-love foundation to it. And I mean, I love Corey Fit and I also love the last one I'd say is Vibrant Life Studios. They're, I don't know, they're just really good that way too. I think I have seen that one before. They have like workouts and stuff too, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. They workouts and recipes, but it's all, I don't know. It's just what we're talking about. It's a different yeah. tone and you can it's, tell. You can totally tell. Yeah. Yeah. You do a great job of that too. I think you do a really great job of, 
it is, it's a tricky fine line, but I think the more that you show up in your audience, I think that they can tell they get to know, they get to know the real side. If you show up enough, you know, I think that that, I think that works. So here's another question for you. We talked a little bit about that self-love culture. And then I know you mentioned um, before that you, you kind of try to stay away from things that are called diets. Yeah. So tell me, tell me what that is in your, in your work that you've done. What is that? What does that mean for you when think, when someone says they're on a diet? <laughs> oh, for me, a diet is the end goal to lose weight. I guess that's why I don't, I don't jump on those bandwagons. Um, because I know for me, it's not a healthy mindset for me to get in when I'm thinking about that. If, if what I'm, like I said, I eat really healthy, but it's not good for me to think about how many calories or different macros are in something, or if it's paleo or if it's, you know, whatever it might be for me, it's just not a healthy place for me to be in. And this is so individual. I mean, some people, it's really helpful for them to know those things. It's really a tool that they can use and guide them to being able to see what is healthy for them. Maybe they haven't really lived that lifestyle before very much. I think it can be healthy, but for me, it's something I personally just do need to stay away from. And just like diet culture talk, I guess, is maybe what we had talked about. Like I don't, yeah, that for me, um, and I'm thinking more about like when a group of women get together and suddenly we all start fat shaming ourselves. Yeah. And it's oh, like I need to lose five to pounds. Do. Oh, I need to. Yeah. I, yeah. Or talking about the calories and something, or even the macro points and something. It's like a public, that's what I really have to stay away from. And maybe that's what you were asking about. Mm-hmm. Um, the diet culture of just talking about it all the time. Um, it both bores me and infuriates me. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, no, I totally. Okay. So it's funny. Cause obviously, uh, I, I have a lot of, so we have this nutrition that we use at, at our house. Right. And this is what I use to help other people. And a lot of them, it is to lose weight, but I try to steer clear of the word diet all the time yeah. too. And, and try to call it, it's, I know it sounds super cliche, but I say it's a lifestyle. Like if you, if you don't adopt changes as a lifestyle, yes, it won't matter in your long run health anyway. Mm-hmm. So even if you are a hundred pounds overweight and that's part of the goal, which for some people that, that is necessary and that's, those should be changes they make, but then even more so we can't call it a diet because a diet in my brain means it's like that HCG thing or do you mean like I'm going to hurry and lose, I'm going to hurry and lose 20 pounds and then I'm going to go on a cruise and I'm going to eat everything in sight and I'm going to go do it again on repeat. And that is not to me a healthy way to live. So, so I agree with you. Um, you know, especially for people who really do need to lose weight, even, you know what I mean? There are people like you, you don't need to lose weight. So that's for you, especially you know, I mean, diet, the words that circle around diets and losing weight and feeling like, I know exactly what you're talking about though. You go to a girl's night and they say, well, you can eat this because yeah, or let's work this off tomorrow. Even just little things. Like yes. That. Yeah. yeah. And, and feeling the shame of eating something and then mm-hmm. feeling like you have to 
punish yourself. That's mm-hmm. the part that I don't like either. Like, yeah. well, I, I ruined everything. So I'm just going to go eat it all anyway. Like you ruined what? Nothing's ruined. <laughs> eat the thing and yeah. move on in life. I don't know. It doesn't, it shouldn't be that big of a Definitely. deal. If, if you're eating 90% Enjoy of the time it. healthy. Yeah. But if you're healthy 90% of life, then you should be able to eat a freaking pumpkin pie once in a while and not stress about it, right? Like that should be the point. Eat it. Yeah. Don't stress about it. Move on. Yeah. I definitely, I feel like I'm definitely transitioned to a good place where I really do think food is about nutrition and joy. Yeah. You know, I really do. And if I see it as only fuel, I mean, there's so many things in our lives we could only see. I mean, just thinking about baby making, right? Yeah. Yeah. Are we going to look at that only, that's only purpose is to make babies then fine. That's going to be a different way of living, but I see you're going to live different life than I will for sure. Yeah. It's the same (laughs) for me. It has a purpose for sure. It is fuel. There is an outcome and a necessary outcome to it, um, and benefit by eating healthy, but eating is also for joy. I mean, I eat for fun all the time. Yeah. But it's because I'm genuinely in that mindset of not seeing it as bad and a punishment or something I'm going to need to atone for later. I love it and I can stop. Right. That's, I think, the biggest key that I feel like a lot of people don't realize is that once you change the mindset around food where it's not it's not a bad thing and it's not a punishment thing, then ironically your body reacts better and works and functions better when you put better things in it and you're not stressed about what yeah. you're eating. Yeah. And you know, you said something about um, like lifestyle. I think if people took stock of what I eat each day, maybe they would think that I aligned up to a certain quote unquote diet out there. And I, and I don't, because this is my lifestyle. This is how I live. And you know, a good example for me is I've had four kids I, during my pregnancies, for some reason, my body um, just can't gain weight for like, the, you know, a very rare time in my life. I just have a really hard time with that. After I have the babies, I always gain around 10 to 15 pounds after having a baby. And that's kind of a hard place to be. Yeah, it is hard. I understand not looking in the mirror and rec- like looking in the mirror, and not recognizing yourself. I know what that feels like. And when I had my binge days, I know what that feels like from that too. Yeah. Not as hard, but because of my lifestyle, I could trust in myself and my body that my body was just doing what it needed to, to recover and needed to heal and to produce enough milk for a baby and keep up with all the stress I was going through. And it gradually takes care of itself without me putting a plan in place and a diet, quote unquote, diet in place. It's my lifestyle. I just stick with my lifestyle and it figures it out for me. Yeah, that's good. I wish I could say that I had that mindset before or at different points while doing this, because yes, I will say that I made a lot of choices early on because I didn't like this awkward postpartum body that wasn't my own. And I felt like I was locked out of my closet and I thought this would just be easier and cheaper to get rid of this weight and not have to buy a whole new wardrobe because I just didn't feel comfortable. I couldn't, 
That is hard. It, it didn't make the baby making fun anymore. It didn't make that, right? <laughs> like it was all like, no, it was, it was a chore after that. I was like, oh, I don't want to, it wasn't me, right? Mm-hmm. So I will admit that I feel like I started initially, initially is not a word, initially. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I feel like I started initially changing up my habits because I needed and wanted to lose some weight before I got pregnant again, because I still hadn't cared or done anything about it before. So I, mm. I, I did jump in initially for that reason. And somewhere along the way, I realized I don't care how much more weight I lose. I don't care if I look perfect. I like the way I feel when I'm fueling my body better and something clicked in there. So mm. I, I will admit, I, cool. didn't, I didn't have it up front. And that's why I feel like I take people okay. where they are Yes. You know, somebody comes to to. me and they say, can you help me figure out what to do? And I'm like, yeah. And they say, I need to lose 20 pounds. And I'll be like, cool. I'm going to meet them where they're at because the truth is, is you might actually need to lose 20 pounds. And if in their mind, this might be a diet to you. Cool. We're going to work with that. But over time, I want to try to help them get to the same place that you're at where you just naturally put good things in your body. It's not a diet to you. You enjoy putting good things in your body. That's like, should be a no brainer to us, but it's not, you know, it takes time. It takes so much time and it's still a roller coaster for me. I want to make sure that that's pretty transparent here. Like that does not mean I don't stress eat because I do. I still naturally want to stress eat all the time. Like my food became so emotion driven for me and so charged after living this way for so long, it, it still is something I have to work on. So sometimes I do need to take stock of if I'm eating out of pleasure and joy or out of trying to numb my feelings. And that is when yeah. I do need to step back and have a little more con- self-control in ways that are going to serve me. So I do sometimes have to tell myself, you do not need this, but it's because of a different motive you know, because I can tell that I'm able to better tell the difference now. So it's not, it's not straightforward black and white for me, even this. Yeah. It still takes time. It does. And I feel like, I do feel like having this conversation is what helps me remember that about myself. But yes, you're right. It's not, it's still messy. And I feel like And truth be told, a lot of it is there's those three days out of the month where my brain goes cuckoo pants. Sure. And those are the days when I, you hit a deep, dark funk. And those are the days I stress eat. Those are the days I don't want to work out. Those are the days it all comes rushing back and, and there's nothing you can do about it in those three days. And the rest of the month, I'm like, I'm good. I got this. This is not a big deal. And yes, for me, like part of the day, food is fuel. Part of the day, food is my joy. I sort of live in the middle of that too, right? Yeah. Where I'm, I love to exercise. So for me, I'm just, it's part of it is the habits, right? Mm-hmm. Like we're just hardwired to do it That's this one way. Like it's that. become the lifestyle, right? And, and it's interesting. I just started reading um, I found at the grocery store, I think it was today, earlier today. I can't remember because it's been a long day, but it was a Time magazine that talked about your healthy habits. And, oh, and it was just, it's, it's out right now. Anyway, it's a really good one. And I started flipping through it this afternoon and I was reading some really good articles about how your habits that you've had from childhood are the ones you keep the longest and are obviously going to be the hardest to break. Right. Mm. So there's a lot of things that I do 
with my food even now that I'm like, Ooh, that was, that comes from yeah. being in a huge, big family and feeling like I have to eat everything yes. or like feeling yeah. shameful about throwing something away or like mm-hmm. not eating everything on your plate. You know, there's, there's a lot of things that we do in our food that we have to unlearn as adults. And that's super hard. You know, that is hard. there's a lot of things. There's a lot of things there that are really hard to unlearn. So, okay. I have another one for you is because we've got so many women who I, I think are kind of across the board on this. Mm-hmm. I feel like you and I are in a, a similar land after coming through, <laughs> you know, anxiety and mm-hmm. eating disorders and different things, right? We come yeah. from, however, I feel like there are women across the spectrum. How do we help love and support those women who are on different varying mm-hmm. planes and to help them land in that middle healthy mindset ground? How do you feel like we can do that better? Well, I mean, we've talked about showing the real, and I feel like we can do this even within our own friendships. I'm not talking about the social media world. I just think showing people who you love, who you really are, gives them the courage to own what they're going through too and to move through it in a way that is going to be more empowering. So not always having up this curtain, you know, it doesn't mean, I mean, there's plenty in my life that I do not share. Yeah. There's a lot I don't share, but there are things that I have learned about myself that it helps to be open about so others can feel that they can be real too and that we can struggle through things together and lean on each other. Yeah. So it's interesting you say that because I know you're a Brene Brown fan, yeah. aren't you? Yeah, I've read I've read Daring Greatly. Yes, um, but such the a Art good of one. Imperfection went. Yeah, I listened to the Art of Imperfection after I had a, my second baby, and I don't remember a word of it. I I you'll have to go reread <laughs> it. I did the. I yes, you know what? It's funny you say that because I, I reread it. To, yeah. I, I first read my that right after I had had my second, and same thing. I loved it then. And I was like, this yes. is such a great book. Was like, Couldn't tell you a word in it. And, and I had to reread it this year. And I said this, I was like, this is like I'm reading it all over for the first time. Totally oh, gone. I'm going to have to do it too. But Daring Greatly, I, re- I read for the first time this year. And I think that one makes, that one made me think of you when I read it, when she talks about vulnerability and being in the middle of the ring and and yeah. not, not being a vomit oversharer necessarily. That's not vulnerability, but like you yeah. said, picking and choosing the things that matter to people and that will help someone else because you were vulnerable and real that yeah. they can, they can do the same. I think that's huge. That's about connection. And what, and what I love about all this is what's healthy for one person, like truly healthy is going to be different for another And that's why I love if you are able to really center this on knowing what you want out of your life, how you want to feel, what you want to be doing with your life, you know, just that, just even knowing that I think can center you and holding firm to what is healthy for you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. I think, I think that that is a really great starting point for a lot of people. You have just been such a great example of of light for so many who are still navigating their way through this. Oh, so have you, Meg. And I really, I just really think that you're doing really great things over there with what you're doing. And I 
I admire you. You're so, so nice. You're so <laughs> nice. And yeah, you keep going strong because this is a really awesome lane. And that's where a lot of people are needed because I do think we need people who are trying to help people be healthy and fit for the right reasons. We need right. people out there being <laughs> strong. That has shifted so much for me. Yes. I've been able to view my body as strong. Like I'm proud of the things it can do. Yes. It does not look like my body when I was 18 or, you know, yeah, but it's so much stronger. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And I love that. That's I, so aside from this fit shaming and fat shaming culture aside, all of that in its own little bucket, let's just say that then this new, you want to look strong world on Instagram is so my jam. I would so much rather see, I mean, some, I don't know. I'm sure that could get out of hand as well. I get that, <laughs> but I'm just saying, I love that because it's become a mindset of you're stronger than you think you are. Mm. I work out to be strong, not to be skinny. I want to be, you know, it's empowering. Yeah. Like it's so awesome. I'm so I just got certified in pump. Oh, and yeah. Well, you know, so I teach pump now, which is awesome. That's so fun. That's and then it's, it's so much fun. I love it. It, it does. It totally fits weird, but I really like it. Like the actually being up there is so fun and it's a great workout. So they just pay me to work out. But then, um, me and my friend Lori are going to get certified this weekend in combat. And I was like, I don't, I've only taken the class like twice. (laughs) So I was like, I don't know if this is going to be my thing. And the more I take it, I told her, I said, this sounds really silly, but it feels on brand. Like, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, Uh like I already (laughs) also sound silly. I can already hear like the monologuing that I will be doing while up there. Like, listen, what is your fight today? Mm. What are you fighting for today? It, you are fighting for you today, by the way. You're not fighting some proverbial person that you hate. You're fighting for you who you love. What are you bringing today, right? That's, like this is, awesome. this is a totally different mindset of how you're going to come work out. It's kind of like when you go to yoga and you set an intention, right? And you're going to, what's my intention for the day? I'm going to be this. I'm, I would like to feel more centered. I would like to feel more love. I would like to whatever, right? And you get through this yoga practice and at the end of it, you feel like you've centered and you've grounded in that intention a little bit better that day. And I'm like, why can't we do that in some of these other awesome workouts? And this one fits perfect in that strong that culture so land. Cool. I'm, I'm so pumped about it. It's going to be fun. I, would, I wish I could take your class. I think that'd be really fun. It'd be fun. It would be fun. It'll be a good time. So thank you so much for coming and talking today monica you are so awesome if you don't follow monica please go check her out at about progress and be sure and come and let us know on instagram what you thought of the podcast we would love to have the conversation with you Uh, we both love chatting about this so hope you all have a great day and we'll see you next time